Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello! And welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today I want to give a shout out to Cora and Elliot. I'm so glad you guys enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening, Cora. Thanks for listening, Elliot. I certainly hope you enjoy this episode. It's called Goblins Love Dogs. And it is the final episode in the Southern Swamps Rescue series. Mia was struggling to follow the map. She had never used an above-ground map to try and follow a path underground. Mostly, she was just making really good guesses. Tulsi was using little bits of magic to keep the cave around them lighted up. Juniper was on edge. She remembered their time in the caves of the Red Dragon. She remembered how nothing was safe, and every turn could take them into a den of creatures. Mallory and Calvin were keeping an eye on Chewy. He had been injured recently and healed by some kind of magic stuffed animal that Lucy had. They were happy he was feeling better but were skeptical and wanted to make sure he was doing all right. Holly and Lucy were keeping sharp in these dark tunnels. They were not used to caves and tunnels but they were used to surviving in the green forest and using their wits and training to keep them safe. More than anything, they listened. They kept sharp ears to try and hear any potential dangers up ahead. These caves were wild and unpredictable. The tunnels would be wide enough to fit a house one minute, and then they would shrink down to so small only one of them could fit at a time. They passed pools of dark, stinky liquid. There was glowing moss on the walls sometimes and spooky noises coming from all around. Sometimes they passed evidence of things living in the caves. There would be an old campfire beneath a hole in the cave ceiling that opened up into the forest above. Through all of this, the kids kept moving. They kept doing their best to follow the map and continue heading north. Right now, the tunnel they were in opened up into a large room. The room was empty, and far on the other side were three different tunnels. All right, we're going to creep across this big open space and then check out those tunnels, said Mia. We're going to take the straightest one that heads north. Mia 
I think we need to get back above ground, said Lucy. The maps aren't really useful anymore unless we know where we are. And if we get above ground, we can use landmarks to figure out where we are. Also, I know that our grown-ups are out looking for us up there somewhere, and we're more likely to run into them if we're up there too. You're right, said Mia. The next time we pass a campfire with a hole in the ceiling, maybe Mallory can blast a bigger hole and we can climb out that way. The group nodded in agreement, and just as they were beginning to cross the large open cave room, they heard a thundering boom and a rumbling in the distance that got louder and louder. They retreated back into the tunnel they just came from, drew their weapons, and waited. They didn't need to wait long. The rumbling grew louder and louder, and they saw movement in the tunnels across the room. Chewie growled and bared his teeth. Mallory charged up a magic blast. Calvin gripped his new magic scepter. The kids were prepared for the worst. They watched as a massive horde of goblins poured from each tunnel. Mallory stepped forward, hoping to knock out a large group of them with her blast. Tulsi grabbed her shoulder and said, Wait! Don't! and ran into the room. Tulsi! yelled Mia, and she grabbed at her to try and keep her from entering the massive room, now swarming with little green goblins. Tulsi ran into the middle of the room and the rest of the kids followed. The goblins stopped instantly and stood still. All except one. The goblin king, Steve, emerged from the crowd of goblins and said, Tulsi! Tulsi yelled, Steve! and ran to hug her old friend. Tulsi and Steve hugged. Mia and Juniper relaxed. Mallory, Calvin, Lucy, and Holly were completely confused. What is going on? asked Mallory. Uh, It's a long story, answered Juniper. The short story is that Tulsi and the Goblin King are like best friends. Is the Goblin King's name Steve? asked Lucy. Oh, yeah, Tulsi named him Steve a while back, said Juniper. We'll tell you that whole crazy story sometime. Steve, what are you doing here? asked Tulsi with a big smile on her face. Goblin Horde came to save you and your friends, said Steve. You have a dog, Steve said as he noticed Chewie. I love dogs. Right about now, the rest of the Goblin Horde also noticed Chewie and began creeping toward him. Chewie was scared seeing all these creepy green little creatures stepping toward him. Calvin lifted his scepter and said, Stay back! That's my dog! No worries, no worries, said Steve. Goblins love dogs. We love dogs so much. Can we pet your dog, please? Calvin looked over at his sister, Mallory, and she just shrugged her shoulders. Uh, sure, she said. Steve noticed that the goblins were scaring Chewie. So he yelled, Line up! And the goblins did. They quickly formed one long line that snaked all around the big room. One by one, they approached Chewie and gave him head scratches and belly rubs. Chewie was a little scared at first, but then he was loving it, and the goblins loved Chewie. Well, 
This is certainly a little weird, said Mia. Steve, how did you get here? How did you find us? asked Tulsi. We go fast in the caves. Follow your scent, said Steve. Well, can we just run back out the way you came? asked Tulsi. Nope. Too many bad guys. Too many big bad guys everywhere down here. Not safe. Very scary back there, said Steve. What do we do, Steve? asked Mia. We gotta go up, he said. Break through Old Castle and go north back home. Old Castle? asked Mia. Yeah, yeah, follow us, said Steve. The kids stood still for a moment, wondering if they were, in fact, just going to follow these goblins back home. Especially Mallory, Calvin, Holly, and Lucy. They didn't know Steve or his goblin horde, and they were skeptical of trusting them with their escape. Tulsi noticed that no one had begun following the goblins, and she said, Hey, guys, if it weren't for Steve, no one would have gotten out of the Red Dragon's cave alive. If it weren't for him and his goblin horde, the Red Dragon and all his minions would have squashed us all to bits. And they came all the way down here beyond the southern swamps to rescue us. If we have any hope of getting out of here, it's going to be with them. And she pointed to the goblins now rushing out of the room. Everyone agreed that the choice was clear. The kids quickly caught up with Steve, and they all rushed into another tunnel. It wasn't long before the group came upon an opening in the cave ceiling. This part of the cave was the basement dungeon for an old castle. The castle had crumbled years ago, and there were big holes in the ceiling of the cave. The goblins showed the kids where there were steps leading up into the broken-down old castle. The castle had crumbled long ago. Most of the walls had collapsed. The only things standing now were some ancient parts of walls and pillars. The kids climbed up out of the dark cave and stepped into the hot sunshine. They were not happy to still be in the southern swamps, but they were a bit relieved to be out of those caves. Once everyone had emerged from the tunnel, Mia spread out the map. She figured Steve knew his way, but wanted to be sure. Behind them, far off in the distance, she could see the three mountain peaks that they viewed from Kempar Castle. She could tell they had been heading north, and they had farther to go still. All right, she said. Let's keep going. Shh, said Steve, and all the other hundreds of goblins went silent. The kids squinted their eyes and strained to hear what Steve could hear. Only Lucy and Holly heard it, too. They had amazing hearing and were always hyper-aware of their surroundings. Holly got Steve's attention by waving her hand. She pointed to a ridge in front of them, and Steve nodded his head. There was a huge pile of rubble in front of them that they couldn't see over. It must have been where a massive wall had toppled over and left a long pile of broken bricks and stones. The goblins all hunched down and stood still. The kids and Steve all crept, nearly crawling up to the top of the pile of rubble. They all peeked over the edge super slowly, and what they saw terrified them all. They saw castle rubble that stretched out a ways, and where the castle rubble ended, a forest began. 
at the edge of the forest in the castle, there stood a long line of creatures. Each one was not one kind of creature, but many. There was a bear with octopus tentacles. There was a scorpion with the head of a wolf. There was a giant eagle with three lizard heads. Here before them were the true terrors of the southern swamps. The kids all got very scared very quick. They had faced some wild stuff so far, but nothing like this. There were hundreds of these creatures. They were all hopelessly outnumbered, and these creatures were staring right at them. They must have heard them exit the cave tunnel and gotten ready. There was no hope of sneaking around them. And Steve, the Goblin King, he had no intention of sneaking. He stood up slowly and lifted his hammer. His eyes glowed red and orange, and he was filled with the power of every goblin that ever lived. Steve was angry, also tired and hungry, but mostly angry. The goblins behind him scrambled to the top of the pile of rubble and showed their teeth and flashed their claws and shook their swords. Chewy raced up next to Mallory and Calvin and barked at the beasts of the southern swamps. Those beasts were staring back at the kids and the goblins, waiting for them to make the first move. Steve stomped over to Chewy and grabbed onto his collar. He hiked his foot up and swung himself onto Chewy's back. Chewy barked louder, and Steve raised his hammer in the air and let out a terrifying battle cry. Chewy took off toward the creatures, with Steve riding on his back. The goblins and Mallory and Calvin and Lucy and Holly and Mia and Juniper and Tulsi all barreled toward the beasts. And the beasts, they raised their weapons and claws and tentacles and wings and fangs and rushed into battle as well. Steve was unstoppable riding on top of Chewy. Chewy cruised through the enemies and Steve lashed out with his huge hammer, crashing anything in his path. Calvin used his new scepter and his incredible speed. He sped behind any enemy near him and swung at them with the scepter. He didn't even need to swing very hard and they'd go flying. Mallory was trying to keep close to her brother. She was using her magic blasts to knock back the beasts if they got near him and trying to dodge the ones that were trying to get her. Lucy and Holly had climbed piles of stones and were letting loose all the arrows that the goblins had given them. They were always on target and their arrows were constantly whistling through the air. Mia, Juniper, and Tulsi again found themselves battling overwhelming odds side by side with the goblin horde. They used their magic and everything they learned from the academy to hold back the charging beasts. And the goblin horde seemed unstoppable. But it wasn't enough. You see, there were more and more beasts hidden in the forest. And they just kept coming and coming. The more the kids defeated, the more would pour from the forest. It seemed endless. Calvin was slowing down. The girl's magic was running low. Holly and Lucy were nearly out of arrows. The goblin horde was thinned and Steve was injured. Holly and Lucy stood perched next to each other at the top of a tall mound of large stones and bricks. Holly shot her last arrow and said, Hey, I need an arrow. I'm out, said Lucy. And the beasts still came charging forward. The girls started swinging their bows and cracking the baddies who tried to climb up the rubble to get them. The beasts got closer and closer until a blur crashed into them and knocked them down. 
Two ninja dressed in all black and each wielding two swords began slashing away and knocking the enemies back. It was Ben-Ben and Bulis. From the corner of their eyes, Lucy and Holly saw a woman leap up to the top of the pile and stand next to them. It was Tatiana from the Valley Town Dojo. She handed each of the girls a new quiver of arrows and said, Keep shooting, guys! The three of them began all shooting together. Tim and Ray ran into the battle and began teaming up on bad guys. Arlo the Kid Dragon and Goose the Kid Wizard charged into battle and worked together to take out a large group of enemies. The area flooded with the original rescue party. Master Momo rushed in and began battling back the beasts. The entire Valley Town Dojo went to work protecting the kids. Gray and Professor Pilsen fought back. Mysterious Mr. Max and his bandits were fearless in their attacks on the mixed beasts. And so many others led a new charge to fight back the enemy and protect the kids. The tide turned and the mixed beasts became completely overwhelmed. There was no way they could stand and fight any longer. Old Witch Tubes unleashed one final blast of lightning from her staff. The air cracked loudly, and an entire group of enemies fell to the ground. The rest of them sensed that the fight was over, and they retreated into the woods. Old Witch Tubes and Professor Pilsen rushed to the girls and Mallory and Calvin. Lucy and Holly found their parents, who had come to rescue them. Everyone checked each other to make sure they were safe. Tulsi found Steve and gave him a hug. Steve saved us, you guys. He found us when we were underground in the tunnels. And he led us up here, and him and his goblin horde helped fight off those things, Tulsi said to Tubes and Pilsen. Professor, Steve and Chewie get along so good, too. Can we keep him, Professor Pilsen? Can Steve stay at the academy with us? Professor Pilsen thought for a moment and then said, No. Steve hugged Tulsi again and said, Steve lives in dark mountains, Tulsi. Steve's Goblin King, remember? I come visit sometime, yeah? Tulsi looked at Professor Pilsen for approval. He sighed and said, All right, a short visit. Mallory and Calvin were checking out Chewie to make sure he was all right. Professor Pilsen checked out Calvin's new scepter and began asking him about it. Lucy and Holly were hugging their parents. We're so sorry we got lost and caused all of this, said Lucy. You don't need to apologize, said their dad. We're just happy you're safe, and you did it. You got through all this mess. You're incredible. All right, everybody, said Master Momo. Something tells me getting back home might not be a walk in the park. Let's head back. We'll relax when we get there. Everyone gathered their weapons and supplies. They walked back into the forest and headed north. Back home. The End Thanks for listening, everyone. I recently uploaded a drawing to the website from this series of stories. Head to kidstoriespodcast.com to check it out. And if you have a drawing you'd like to share with everyone, please have your adult help you email it to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to share it with everyone. Adios, friends.